Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series, and recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss My Happy Marriage, and the masterful cat is depressed again today. So first, let's discuss My Happy Marriage. Yeah. I actually have you to thank for this because I wasn't even going to watch this. I thought it wasn't going to be available until the end of the season. Thankfully, it's actually being released weekly by Netflix. And because of you, I jumped into it. We actually watched the first episode together, didn't we? We did. We watched the first like three or four, I think. Yeah, when you were here, when you were visiting, but you had watched the first one on your own, which is what right. convinced me to to try it out. Yeah, and then we like caught up on it a bit together. Yeah, and I'd only watched the first episode when I recommended it, and yeah. uh, it was quite uh, somewhat of a change after that. I was very definitely surprised. a change, not just somewhat, definitely. <laughs> but I mean, I think what we loved about the first episode still holds true. Like you still enjoyed that, right? Yeah, I enjoyed the suffering. That's the main appeal, how much Uh-oh. everyone suffers. Uh, okay, I I did not enjoy that. I mean, I enjoyed their portrayal of it, but that wasn't why I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good portrayal of it. Right? It makes you feel very emotional. Like, ah, oh, I hope that she survives and that she gets revenge. Exactly, yes. And revenge she does get. <laughs> not in the way we expected, right? Uh, definitely not in the way I expected, no. <laughs> so going back, this is only going to be a 12-episode show, so it's going to be this season only, unless they do sequels, of which, you know, they could. I don't foresee that happening. It looks like it will probably be a nice one-season kind of story. But yeah. who knows? They could extend it if they want, but I think they'll definitely reach a, be able to reach a good ending point after the season. Yeah. I think so. And surprisingly, I didn't know this, but it looks like this is actually from a light novel. Did you? No, I didn't. Yeah. And I, I think for a light novel adaptation, I'm not sure which came first, this or the light novel, but I think that it's actually quite well written. We can argue about this later. <laughs> so I guess it's a, a light novel targeted towards young women. That makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? It's like totally yeah, I guess so. romantic. I don't see many light novels targeted towards women but maybe it's just i guess that makes sense usually i see them as targeted towards men right yeah at least the ones that get adapted to anime i can sort of see that in the style of the show and like the appearance of the show as well it's pretty subdued like you don't have fan service or anything like that right no no i mean there are very pretty characters here yeah the guys are pretty good looking yeah (laughs) so that's probably your hint there (laughs) who the audience is (laughs) But I think based on the first episode alone, like we expected this to be very dramatic, romantic, Mm -hmm. right? Like traumatizing. Yeah, that's part of the drama part. And we knew this from the first episode. We knew this from the trailer. And that all fulfilled our expectations, I think. And then the second episode came about. And this is where the fantasy started, which was not at all expected. Yeah, it's very, very strange. Because the first episode proved like how unnecessary I think the fantasy aspects were. Yeah. Because that's that's what drew us to watch the second episode, right? Like, we were totally in to what we saw at the start, and we wanted to see more of that. Right, and there's, like, no hint of this fantasy. No. Or if there is, I missed it completely. I mean, maybe we should rewatch the trailer. Maybe, like, there were, like, these bright flashes that we had no idea what they meant. I, I don't know. I don't remember. 
Yeah, but it's interesting because, like, the second episode, it it introduces the fantasy aspect. But even in all the episodes since then, I I don't feel like it's ever been necessary for the story. No. Like, it could have been something set in this period, which is kind of like a lot of Western influence with their clothing, with their, like, the uniforms, and then her wearing, like, that dress and some of the weapons in the military. But for the most part, it feels like this could have just been some sort of period thing with swords, you know, like yeah. they could have done battle with, with I don't know, with <laughs> invaders or like what could have been the substitute here? Like not these shadow monsters. Yeah, it could be just swords or. I, I, I don't know. It could even <laughs> be like a, a demon battle thing since everyone likes this. Well, I guess you could argue that this is a little bit going into perhaps, I don't know, Japanese like mythology. You know, maybe there is something there. So, like, if you're saying demons, like, who's to say that these aren't kind of their version of demons? I guess so, yeah. But, like, the other side of it is that not only are they, like, fighting these strange beings, but then, like, different people have magical powers, right? Right. And the the main character was partially hated by her family because they don't think she has the magical powers. Right. She's supposed to be the daughter of, like, this legendary family. Right. That's who her mother was. She was married into the family because of that. We don't find this out until later. So it actually didn't make sense to us. Right. In the first episode, why they treated her the way they did. Well, I thought it it made perfect sense. I thought it was just she's the daughter of the ex-wife. So that's why the new wife hates her. Oh, I know, but it wasn't just the wife. What was most appalling was that it was her father, her birth father that treated her like shit. And that did not make sense to me. I just thought he's a dick. Like, why was he sort of caring about her in her memories? Yeah, yeah. But when you see memories, it looks like he kind of cared for her at the start. And then suddenly it's like an about face. Yeah, he forgot about his old wife. Well, it's still, this is his flesh and blood. That doesn't make sense. It's not natural. Yeah, I agree. Well, it still doesn't make sense, you know, even with the magic powers, I think. Well, it does, but... <laughs> I think, in this world, because, like, why was he forced to marry this woman in the first place? It was specifically because of her family name. It was specifically of the powers that she was supposed to bring with her. And when right. the daughter doesn't have them, now she's useless to him. Yeah, but you have, you have the same type of stories, even without the magic powers. Like, oh, she's the daughter of this powerful family, just, like, I politically. Guess. Like, I don't know how you could have written that other than to say that maybe the family fell from grace and they just like, she's the last descendant, seemingly, or something. Right. Let's just rewrite it. We have our own whole fan fiction (laughs) going on here. We can just (laughs) remove all the magic. Yeah. I don't think the magic, like, makes it worse in particular. It's just kind of strange. It's convenient. Yeah. I see it as a little bit of a scapegoat. Like, it conveniently explains why her father doesn't love her and why, like, that entire family looks down on her. Mm-hmm. It conveniently explains, like, why her intended, the the guy that she does end up moving in to live with, like, why he's so powerful and why everyone listens to him because he's, like, overwhelmingly strong, right? right. I think it's just, like, a, an easy way for them to, to show that. Yeah, that's true. But, like, everything else, like... <laughs> I mean, her sister's an ass, but then you see, well, maybe she's entitled to a little bit of it because she's obviously kind of strong with her magical powers, even though we don't actually see her do anything other than see things, right? I don't think so, not yet. But she's still, she's definitely not entitled to be such an ass, to be clear. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> but we see, like, why she feels that way, like, why she sees herself as better. because she can see, and Mio cannot, right. and... 
she's the daughter of the woman that he had wanted to marry, but didn't get to the first time around. Yeah. Also, a poor reflection on his character. What? Marrying that asshole lady. Well, they said that she was actually his first love, or like they had known each other before he was forced to marry uh yeah, Mio's mother. she's like an objectively terrible person. I'm just saying. Yes, she is. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if we look at all the villains in this show, they are objectively all terrible people and like hilariously so. Yeah, I know. That, that's I think that's why like makes me like this show. It has no subtlety, <laughs> no subtlety at all. There is no like gray character, right? It's like you're good or you're terrible. There's no in between. Well, I think the the one sort of gray character is the the guy with glasses. You're right. Wait, which guy with glasses? I thought you were going to say, like, her first love. Yeah, that's what I mean. Doesn't he have glasses? Are we talking about the guy that liked her at the very start who ended up engaged to her sister? Yeah, that guy. He doesn't have glasses. Oh, okay. He just seems like he should be a glasses character. (laughs) No, because I feel like glasses characters are conniving. Like, the guy who is trying to, like, meddle at the end here. The one who's, like, giving out his business cards, right? And supposedly some employee for the ministry. He's the one who wears glasses, and I think it suits Mm -hmm. him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the her first love could have worn glasses too. No, no. I think he is too openly sweet. He is too kind and, like apparently kind to everyone yeah <laughs> that is not a glasses personality type for, for the purposes wow, that i see such in this discrimination story. against glasses characters <laughs> <laughs> when i see like a character who's inserted into like this position wearing glasses they obviously have some sort of agenda <laughs> and he doesn't really right okay yeah i i, I do think he's a bit uh do I, I think he's an unfortunate victim. Like you could you could argue that yeah, he loves Mio and he should have like fought for her, but I think he knew that he was kind of tied. Like he was forced to marry Kaya by his father, which obviously like he didn't have the balls to go against his father until later on, right? Like he right. had never ever gone against him before. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is he has a bit of a like savior complex. Yeah. I can't blame him for it, even if I don't, like, agree with it, but... Yeah. Like, he's he grew up watching her get abused, basically. So, like, yeah. of course he wants to help her. Yeah. That whole situation mm-hmm. with the... Like, her ending up married... No, she's not married yet. Her ending up engaged, engaged. to Kuyoka Kudo, who is, like, the head of his family, who lives in the boonies, <laughs> who is, like, the head of his military supernatural division. He's this, like, badass who seemingly treats all women with contempt. But you find out it's just, like, a fa- it's a farce, right? Like, it's just, like, this mask that he wears. And, like, they don't really understand him. And she does. Like, she kind of reads a little further into it and sees that he's actually kind. But, like, that whole, like, scenario of her getting kidnapped or whatever, abducted by her former family... <laughs> And then wanting to, like, revoke her engagement so that her sister can, like, get a new fiancé. It was really weird. (laughs) And then, like, the whole destruction of her former property was just, like, so over the top. (laughs) I was laughing so hard when when their house was burning down. (laughs) Like, he was just, like, playing with fire magic, right? And you're just like, well, this is obviously not going to end well. (laughs) But yeah, the, like the whole abuse scene, right, was over the top. And then the whole fiery magical battle was over the top. Like this was like a big over the top episode. Yeah, that was quite entertaining. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just like wetting our appetites for what's going to happen later. Because I feel like 
we're headed towards that. I don't know what's going to happen next. Well, obviously, there's something going on with this mysterious underground clan that's released these monsters. And she has something to do with it, right? Mio, as the descendant of the Usaba clan, has something to do with it. And there's like the actual Glasses character (laughs) who knows who she is and apparently has as a relative of hers. Did you get that far? Uh, I think I missed that part. It's the most recent episode. Uh, And they have a connection. I might be one episode behind them. Okay. Yeah, I just watched it. And you find out a little bit more about why he's been sort of bothering her, like why he's so fascinated with her. Hmm. Okay. I'm just wondering, like, how can she get more revenge than she's already gotten? Because that's what. Well, I think they're leading up to that, right? Because there's something about her family. Like, she's probably going to get revenge on like this whole setup of manipulation of her family. I see. I mean, I hope she does. (laughs) Even a better revenge than burning their house down. Yeah, she's not only going after the Saimori family, she's going after, like, everyone else that, like, subjected her mother to this shit. Oh, I see. Maybe. Good. The perfect revenge. I mean, we're just saying that. She doesn't really have the personality of revenge, though, right, Dracula? I know, I know. She's she's too nice. Like, I think things are going to happen because maybe Kudo, like, he's going to be the one to, to do her revenge for her. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. I mean, I would like to see a little bit more action on her part because she's been very passive, and I think it's leading up to that. I don't know. What do you think about her character? Has she, like, improved over time, or how do you view her? Uh, I think she improved a little bit, but it's in very, like, appropriate for the times, somewhat lame ways. Mm-hmm. Like, her her big uh, turning point, I think, was when she asked her husband to get her a trainer to become, to learn how to be a lady. More wife-like. More wife-like, yeah. I was <laughs> yeah. like, come on, why are you learning to be wife-like? Why don't you learn to set some fires and burn the house down yourself? Well, are you talking about magic? Because they, they apparently believe, like everyone believes she doesn't have any magic, herself included. Yeah, okay. Then learn, So like, what learn, kind of fire? Learn to use the sword or the rocket launcher or something. I think that's a really big step. I think they're taking baby steps, which is believable for her character, right? She's been oppressed for like her entire life. It is. So it would be great by the end of this series if we do see her, you know, sort of pick up the sword or wield some fire, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'll be a good ending. I don't see it happening, but it would be a good ending. Yeah. Do you know which character I hate the most? Hate. Okay. Mmm. Hate. It has to be someone who is boring. Uh, definitely not like a hilariously terrible person because you like those characters. You're right. You, you know me <laughs> well. well Wait, I gotta you. think. I gotta think. No, no, no. I gotta think about this. Who would you hate? Hmm. You don't hate his sister, do you? The, the dude's sister. I don't even remember. His sister. Oh, is, is she the trainer? The lady, like, trainer? Yeah, she, like, comes by the house and, like, helps with lessons and hangs out with her. They're friends. It's not her, right? No, it's not her. And it's not the housekeeper, right? It's the housekeeper. It's the housekeeper. I can't stand the housekeeper. What's wrong with the housekeeper? Why? (laughs) She's too nice. She's so nice. Oh, my God. Uh, What a terrible thing to say. I don't like her (laughs) because she's nice. Yeah. No, like, I... If she was yeah, a girl no. person, I'd like her. But since she's an anime character, she just bores me. 
and she pisses she me you. off. And her her voice is annoying. Her voice sounds Holy like shit, she's Dracul. too nice. Yeah. No, I think she's sort of a necessary character. Yeah, but she's an annoying character. No, no, she's needed there as a buffer between Mio and Kyoka because, like, at the start there's too much of a difference of experience right and like Mm -hmm. she the girl is traumatized the guy is isolated you need someone to pull them together and sort of help with communication and that's what the housekeeper does and you hate her for it no i don't hate her for that i hate her for just being so boring like (laughs) she's such a goody two-shoes wow i'm sorry all right well, which I have no words. You, like, you're which, obviously convinced here. Which, <laughs> I hate the character you probably love. Which one is that? The Kaya. sister? Oh, yeah. She's my, she's my favorite. is a bitch. Like, she deserves what she got. She deserves to go, like, live a servant life and experience that just so she can be a little humbled. I, I agree with everything you said. Wait, it sounds like and you the mother. like her. No. No. I cannot stand her, and I hate the mother. Like, the mother is, like, the most terrible person. But don't you want to see them suffer? I don't need to see it. I just need to know that they're being punished. That gives me satisfaction enough. Okay, so it sounds like you like them. No, why would that mean I like them? Because you enjoy seeing them as characters. I don't enjoy seeing them. I'm glad they're off the screen now. My fear <laughs> is that they're going to come back, and then we're going to be, like, subjected to them again. I'm done with them. Ah, oh, darn. I hope they'll come back. No, we're going to focus now totally on Mio and that whole scenario around her mysterious family. Just imagine, like, what if uh, Mio, or or, no, what's her name? What if Kaya comes back as Mio's servant? (laughs) You would like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd like that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, you can hope for that. And I can hope for what I, whatever it is I hope for. I don't know what. I want to see them, like, happily married at the end still. And all of this crap about her family like washed away so that they can just like focus on their happy ending as boring as that might be to you i want to see it burned away with even more fire sounds great draggle (laughs) yeah yeah what what time period do you think it's actually set in well i mean this is obviously a fantasy alternate universe kind of shit so like there's no real time period for me to slap this down other than post-colonial post-western right Wait, why post-colonial? I would say it's like the peak of colonial. Hmm. I would have said Maybe. like 1920s. I was going to say 1920s too. So like what is post-colonial? That's like the period of um, post-colonial range. I would have assumed it would be after World War II. 1920s is like when they're colonizing Manchuria and stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that does make sense. Yeah. I agree with you. Cool. Why does it matter? Oh, I'm just curious. I probably just confused you by using that one. I just, I was basically on the same page as you, actually. Okay. Cool. Oh, my final note is I think the show's gorgeous. It's still gorgeous. It is. It's very pretty. And it kind of connects to the next show that I wanted to talk about, which only I'm watching, which is The Masterful Cat is Depressed Again Today, because this show is another really pretty show. Like, Really? It's made by, yeah, it's gorgeous. Really? I know you haven't been watching it. It is. Oh, huh. Okay. If you actually bother to sit down and watch this, I think you even noticed in the first episode that the um, graphics were really good. It's not like overly done like the other show that the studio is doing, which the studio who's behind Masterful Cat is Gohans. And they're also handling the girl I like forgot her glasses this season. They've actually been less over the top since the first episode in that. 
So do you like the art style in the girl and her glasses now after that horrible first episode? Uh, I kind of do, actually. Okay. So like, imagine that with the Masterful Cat, because the graphics the entire time have been very solid and it's never been crazy like it was in that first episode. My my problem is that there's a giant... Okay, your problem is the cats. Yes, my problem is the cat. (laughs) Okay, you need to get over the cat. Like, come on. That's like the the problem. Oh my god. (laughs) Whatever, Drive. It's a giant cat wearing an apron who's like her mom. It's the story. Come, You've seen things like this before in other shows. <laughs> Why can you not move past the big cat? I'm sorry. I can't move past the giant cat. <laughs> okay. Well, that is part of this sitcom, which is basically, it's like this situational comedy with this fantastically large cat that Draggle can't get over. I'm sorry. And if you forget about that, if you can like look at him as just like another, like a human kind of, then everything else looks great. The animation, the art style, I think it looks phenomenal. It's like the ultimate self-inserted fantasy, marrying your cat. But okay, this is where I want to correct you because it's not about marriage. I put it in here kind of like a family situation and he's basically a house husband. That's what the first impression is. But if you actually bothered to watch the rest of the series rather than just the first episode, you would see that it's actually more of a familiar situation where he's basically like her parents. He is not like a, a husband figure. At all. Okay, so he's a dad. Yeah, but not in like the perverted way you might be thinking. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I actually wasn't thinking of it in a Okay, way. good. Well, okay, you rephrasing it to that made me very concerned. Okay? Because okay. I know we like have our, our I, other shows where we talked about like fathers and daughters and like how that could change oh, over time. I it's see, not, it's not like that. Not at all. Okay, thank God. <laughs> If anything, it's actually a reversal of uh, role, kind of, because I don't remember if they show this in the first episode, actually, but they reveal that she found him when he was a kitten and she saved him Mm -hmm. and she was like really hungover, drunk. Oh, no, she was she was drunk still because it was still the the night of her drinking with work coworkers or whatever. She finds him. She brings him home. And like she was sort of the caretaker at the start there. Right. Hmm. But because of how ridiculously pathetic she is with taking care of herself, you find out that she like can't really handle real life and work at the same time. Like she does it too much and she just lets her personal life kind of go to shambles. So her hmm. house is a mess. Okay. Like there's a comical scene where her coworker actually comes by. I don't remember why. Hmm. Uh, and she realizes that she can't let him in the door. Because her house, like if you saw it, it would look like a hoarder's house. It looks terrible. Mm. It's full of trash. And it also alarms her cat, who, for reasons unknown, becomes a very large cat. (laughs) And he basically ends up taking care of her. Every day, he's the one who's saving her because he's cleaning the house. He's feeding her. He actually goes out shopping for her, which has its own like hilarious set of circumstances because... Like, she's not the only one who sees him as a large cat. He is a large cat. So, like, people at the grocery store and people in the street see that. So, can he talk? No. No, okay. And he sort of makes hand motions. That's part of the the fun of it is, like, trying to understand what he's saying, which it seems like most people can. Hmm. He even is, like, very self-conscious about how his fur can affect other people at the grocery store. (laughs) So, he wears, like, a special apron that covers up most of his body, like most of his like chest fur, like 
It doesn't like cover his his hands, of course, but mm. it, he wears it with the intention of like not shedding all over the place. Mm. And it, one of the funny scenarios is is that the grocery store workers, the guy is a huge fan of the cat and he wants the cat to like work for them because he notices that every time this cat comes, he's like a draw to other people, okay. to the other customers and like they love him. <laughs> His coworker, the, this woman at the grocery store is horrified because like you, she can't look past him being a cat <laughs> and she thinks he should not be in the grocery store. She's a racist, just like me. <laughs> but it's like a, a constant back and forth with the guys like, Bring him back. Keep coming. Keep coming back. Actually, we should just hire him. <laughs> and then she's like, but he's a cat. He shouldn't be in the grocery store. Anyways, hmm. it's funny because like this show seems like one of those. Oh, well, this is funny at the start and it, maybe it will get tired later on. And it absolutely doesn't like they hmm. keep doing new scenarios every week and I keep being entertained and wanting to go back for more. It kind of reminds me about how I felt about Too Cute Crisis last season, which I don't remember if you watched all of that. No, but I I recommended it to you. Yeah. And it's like a similar idea of like overbearing cuteness and hilarious reactions to something that is totally unexpected. And they keep it up all the way through the end, which I mean, we're not at the end yet, but I'm still here. And I expect to still be here by the time that that happens. Good. Glad it's been successful, entertaining show, even if the cat is somewhat weird. Okay. More cat for me, Draggle. So, you can have all this cat. Yeah, feel how you want to feel, but I'm still going to love the show. Good. Good. I encourage you to love the show. Tune in again to Kaisuke Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag KaisukiAnimePodcast or on our individual accounts at Drago underscore Kuhn and at MarinaBNB. Listen to and review us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts so you can continue to grow and improve. Thanks for listening. See you next time.